Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight, and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey podcast listeners, it's Jacqueline here. I'm not going to lie, my mind is a little frazzled right now. I just dove into some memories that were really pleasant. I procrastinated for a few hours on those memories. Um, but now my, my brain is just fragmented, but you know what? I said this in my private podcast for those of you guys don't, that don't know my group coaching program. I do a weekly private podcast on top of the weekly calls and the program that you have, but on the private podcast, I was talking about how the procrastination, even though I should have been following the schedule and I should have been recording the podcast while I procrastinating, it actually turned out to be a really pleasant morning for me. And yeah, I wasn't as productive, but sometimes your mental health is important. Sometimes it's good just to go with the flow and adapt and enjoy your life and indulging in some memories felt really nice. So that's why I'm a little frazzled. So if I seem that way, I'm sorry, but I'm going to try my best. I'm a human being, you know, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about emotional eating and whether that is wrong or not. Short answer, it's not wrong. There's no morality attached to food. I'm going to go over the issues I have with emotional eating, but why it shouldn't be demonized or why it shouldn't be considered a bad thing. Um, and, you know, hopefully it gives you some perspective and stop feeling so guilty about it. Um, because yeah, I see a lot of people and maybe I feel like I probably said on the podcast, I should go back and correct it. One time I said like food is fuel and it is. And I think there are times where you should really view food like that. You shouldn't just be food, view food as only this like pleasure, um, pleasure coping mechanism. But I think I was a little bit more under the impression that emotional eating was not as good. Um, and I still don't think it's the best option when you're trying to cope with your emotions, but it shouldn't be demonized the way it is. And a lot of people, they try to stop emotional eating, which I believe you should try to work on. You shouldn't be consistently and always emotional eating, which is what I would do with binge eating. You shouldn't also feel so guilty about it. One being that emotional eating, let's just like you can already tell that I'm kind of frazzled, but let's talk about like why emotional eating isn't bad and why it's actually perfectly normal. Cause here's what I see people do in recovery. They try really hard to be perfect, normal eaters. They try really hard to never emotionally eat, to only eat when they're hungry and stop when they're perfectly full and any sort of food deviation out of that. Let's say they, they have some uh, extra slice of pizza when they aren't hungry, or they have some ice cream with friends when they aren't hungry and, or they, they, have like they're having a bad day and they have a few cookies then what they do is they think wow i have such a lack of control look at me eating the, the oreos when i've had a bad day why can't i just cope like a normal person and then they think well since i've had the cookies and i'm already such a piece of shit basically um that's what i would say sorry um then I might as well just binge. I might as well just say, screw it. Cause clearly I can't control myself. So let's just go all the way. So it really creates this like shame personality or shame, uh, mindset around food. And then it also creates this sense of deprivation because you feel like you shouldn't be doing this. Even if you're literally putting the food in the mouth, you're thinking you're feeling guilty while you're eating it and feeling like you shouldn't be doing it. It creates some scarcity around food. It makes you feel like 
this shouldn't be happening. This is my last chance to have it. It also just makes it less enjoyable because you feel bad doing anything while you feel bad doesn't feel as good because you literally feel bad, right? Um, so anyway, it makes all the food less enjoyable, makes it not as effective emotionally coping. And then you think might as well binge and it drives behavior. So that's why you shouldn't shame emotional eating. But here's why it's pretty normal. People think in Believe Me Recovery that they try to be those perfect eaters, but normal eaters emotionally eat. And emotional eating doesn't just have to be eating a tub of ice cream in front of a reality TV show while you cry your eyes out. Emotional eating can be used to console, but it can also be used to celebrate, to have a good time, to maybe commend some sort of uh, like a wedding, we usually have cake, we usually have lots of food, any sort of celebratory thing, events, usually there's lots of good food that people eat that they don't necessarily need, but they do eat it all the same because it's part of sharing together. Emotional eating can be connecting with someone. Maybe you are just want to have this special dinner with them. So you make something that's extra decadent or something like that. And you eat past the point of fullness, but it's this bond you're sharing together. One time, I'll tell you this, one time my boyfriend and I, when we were really young, I think in 2014, we uh we tried every single lint truffle flavor at the time and I was like sick by the end of it I'm like I can't I don't want any more lint truffles for a long time but that was totally emotional eating right it was eating something just for the pure sake of it and to bond and to have some sort of activity to do to do together it was about getting close together it really wasn't about the lint truffles and it really wasn't about hunger at all i would define that as emotional eating but in society i mean at funerals we will definitely bring food trying to console and help people make our uh, kids some cookies if they had a really rough day try to take them out for ice cream or something and and that should be totally okay I think food is a great experience in life I think I've changed my mind on that a lot over the past few years is that food is part of life it's part of that something that enriches your life my only problem with emotional eating and food enriching your life or it not being just about being fueled is it probably shouldn't be the only way you emotion you handle your emotions it shouldn't be the only way you cope. It shouldn't be the only way you celebrate. It shouldn't be your only source of pleasure. And that's where I find it to be, um, where I find food to be an issue is when it becomes your only source of joy and um, coping and strategies for that. There are many more things you can do outside of food that can be just as effective, if not sometimes more effective. Food is excellent and it definitely creates, you have memories with food, all that sort of stuff. But my most important memories in life have nothing to do with food and I like keeping it that way. One thing that I think is, you know, obviously not helpful about emotional, emotionally eating is that not only if you only cope with your emotions through food, like you're excited, eat food, you're, you're sad, eat some food. You're never necessarily, like you, you become reliant on it, first of all. It's kind of like your only go-to. You only know how to celebrate with food. You only know how to handle your negative emotions with food, which again, isn't wrong. It's just that you may not want it to be the only thing outside of its physical health impacts. The other problem with that is that it never teaches you necessarily how to solve the problem or how to have fun without food. I think that if you're only relying on food for those things, again, it makes you dependent and then you don't necessarily know how to, especially with negative issues, the food can actually help lower your stress response, but it doesn't necessarily get rid of the problem. That was the problem with binging. It did offer me emotional relief. And actually, you know, the food does a really good job at lowering your stress response. It chemically, physically does. 
But the problem is it gives you that numb feeling for a while. You feel like you are distracted. The only thing I can say that's probably super beneficial about it is that it lowers your emotional response enough to maybe to then maybe you can think rationally about it um, a little bit more problem solving. Maybe your head's a little bit more cleared. But for me, if you're binging and purging, I usually just felt exhausted, too exhausted to deal with my problems. And that was the relief. That was my way of solving. It was just eat until I feel so guilty about the food and so exhausted by the physical trauma of binging and purging that I just can't deal with it anymore. It doesn't even seem like that big of a problem anymore because I did this now. So I'm just going to go sleep and be in depression instead. So that's where emotional eating really did me a disservice. It wasn't so wrong that I was turning to food for emotional coping. It was just that it wasn't necessarily helping me solve the problems at hand. And the problems at hand that I was emotionally eating over was feeling like my life was a mess, feeling like I was a terrible person and feeling like I did, couldn't do anything, that I lacked self-control, that I wasn't able to figure anything out. What I really needed was to take a deep dive into what I was thinking about myself, how I was treating myself and some things going on in my life. And that would have helped me significantly more than turning to Moose Tracks ice cream and you know sale pies from the grocery store. It really would have. It also, something else I noticed about when you only use food as your emotional coping tactics, even when it's to celebrate, like, here's what would happen for me. When I had such a focus on food being my only source of pleasure and seeking it to, for my happiness, trying to emotionally eat in that way to give me some sort of joy, I would be so food focused at parties and events and with my partner that I really would prefer to have just had the food instead of talked to them, which was not the type of person I would want to be. Like I've told this on the podcast before, but I would get pissed off at my partner if he talked to me while we were eating something fun like pizza. If it was any sort of food that was like more um, calorie dense and rare and enjoyable, and I was really eating it, not because I was hungry, but because I just wanted that pleasure hit from food. I was like, a, you know, an addict being like, excuse me, let me get my fix and then I'll talk to you. And I know sometimes people that are normal eating, if they're really hungry and they're ravenous, they're probably like, please stop talking. I really need to eat. They get hangry. But this was different. This was like, I really cared more about the food than them. And that's where I think, again, emotional eating can have that more sinister side. There should be no morality uh, attached to emotional eating. It shouldn't be this big thing. I heard someone the other day say like, you're not shooting up heroin when you're having some Ben, ben and Jerry's. And yeah, I completely agree. Even that, like, People that do drugs, it's most likely not because they think I want to fuck up my life. It's probably just because they have gotten into a serious problem. They were probably pushed toward drugs because they were in so much pain. There are a lot of reasons people take drugs that aren't just because they're a horrible person. Even that, I don't think that people should be um, feeling like they're a horrible person because they do drugs. But what I am saying is that, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as shooting up heroin, for sure. But it is teaching you to only rely on Ben and Jerry's to solve your problems or to give you pleasure and stuff like that. What would be more effective is using when you do want to use food for those emotional things, that's fine. But also understanding that you have a full arsenal at your disposal that you can use as well. The burnout workshop that I did, and there's also some other modules in my program about how to cope with stress in other ways, because that is really what it's about. You do need to cope. You do need to understand how to release stress, but it shouldn't be through food alone. And I think food really gives you this fleeting stress relief and usually sometimes causes more stress than it initially was trying to solve. So I feel like it's this never ending vicious cycle. And that's the issue I have with emotional eating. It's not bad. It's just, it's kind of like only having band-aids when sometimes you need 
actual stitches. Food can be a Band-Aid, but it shouldn't be your only thing in your first aid kit. You should have some gauze. You should have some tape. You should have some, um, you know, disinfectant for the wound. There should be more than just food at your disposal. It's basically what I'm trying to say. And when you solely rely on food, it really keeps you from understanding how to use these other really beneficial regulatory behaviors that can help you with emotions. And I do find that some of them are more effective at food, especially with those negative emotions. And then when you are actually wanting to use food, you can use it as one of my clients say, when you're actually in the mood for it, instead of feeling like it's the only thing that will solve your problems and then feeling bad about the fact that it's the only thing that will solve your problems. But I don't want you to go and think, Again, for like I talked about in the beginning of the episode, I don't want you to emotionally eat and then think, wow, I'm such a bulimic. I'm such a horrible person. I'm so out of control. No, no, no. Normal people cope with emotions with food. It is a normal thing that happens in society. I know not everything that is normal should be seen as something good, but you're not so different. And that's the other side note or piece of it. I feel like I've been saying this a lot lately, but you know, if you haven't heard it, then that's good. And repeating things does help you learn. But People that struggle with eating disorders are so hard on themselves with eating behaviors, even though what they're doing, they think it's so disordered. A lot of things that they do are very normal. Like they have these normal desires. It's like little kids, you know, the um, teenagers getting shamed for sexual urges, you know, of having some sort of sexual desire. If they grow up in a very maybe restrictive religious home. They get shamed for that and think that they're a horrible person for their sexuality, right? When it's a totally normal part of being a human being. Same thing with food. People with eating disorders seem to get so mad at themselves when they break, when they have an extra cookie because they wanted it because they were a little extra hungry or they just want an extra cookie because they felt like it. People that are normal eaters do that all the time. What I think they do differently, and I just talked about this in a private podcast, is that they don't overthink it and then they move on. I think when we shame ourselves for those things, it makes it more taboo. It makes it more rare. It makes it seem seem like this thing you shouldn't do. And then you even feel the more appeal to it. And then it feels like every time you have a cookie, it's the last time. So you have to binge. You see where I'm going with this. I feel like I'm just talking a million miles per hour, but hopefully this podcast makes it clear that while emotional eating um, is a totally normal thing to do and you shouldn't shame yourself for it. You also shouldn't solely rely on it. And you need to find that balance. You need to find the balance of not all the time emotionally coping and actually doing it from a place of when you choose to, when you're actually in the mood to emotionally cope with food, but then also having other things at your arsenal, understanding that emotionally coping with food and the need to just have the need that you have emotions that you need to solve them in some way is a totally normal human experience. And you're not just this crazy bulimic for having these issues. Everyone has these issues. It's just that you have the layered eating disorder on top of it, which makes you feel like you're more extreme than others. Like you're more of a hopeless case than others. You're really not. It's just that you maybe have created maladaptive um, coping tactics towards these behaviors. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling um, and I kind of am, but that's okay. I know I say that on my podcast, but this podcast, I understand a little rambly, that's okay. I told you guys at the beginning, it was a little frazzled, but hopefully this makes sense. And hopefully this take, helps you take a little bit of judgment on your, off yourself for when you do emotionally eat. And maybe next time you're emotionally eating, here's some practical advice for you. I might say that observe what you're doing without shame and judgment. Try to be like, okay, this is normal people emotionally eat. This is what happens. Instead of trying to be like, we've already screwed up, try to give yourself a little patience and just observe, be a little bit curious, 
How does it feel when you're emotionally eating? Is it helping you? How does it help you? Is there anything else that you need when you're going through those emotions, especially negative emotions? You could just ask yourself when you're eating cookies or ice cream or whatever it is that you do with food. What I needed while I was binging wasn't someone to be like, you're, you're being stupid, stop it. What I really needed was someone to be like, hey, what do you need? What's wrong? What's going on? Do you need to talk about something? What is going on that's making you feel the need to do this? What's happening in your head? And I was miserable. I needed a shoulder to cry on. I needed someone to tell me it was going to be okay. I needed to just feel better. That's what I needed. And there were other ways I could have done that. I could have probably called a friend. I probably could have journaled a little bit. I probably could have gone for a walk or run with my dog. So in those moments, I don't want you to judge yourself for it. I want you to understand that it's not wrong. There's no morality attached to it. But I also want you to understand that there's other things at your disposal. Instead of trying to stop yourself during that moment, it could just be helpful to get curious and ask yourself, what do you need? See and hear yourself and try to give yourself what you need. I think that's what we all want at the end of the day is to feel like we're taken care of. And it has to start with you taking care of yourself. Okay. This podcast took so many turns. I'm so sorry, but I know that it was helpful. Someone told me on um, Instagram the other day, don't apologize for things that you say in the podcast. And someone also said, um, your podcast seems more real. You seem like you're actual human beings. Hopefully these one episodes are a little bit more rambly. I sometimes like it when I hear podcast episodes like this, because it's like, yeah, they're a real human fucking being. I can relate to them. So hopefully this helps you guys. Hopefully it made you feel a little bit more better about emotional eating. And I feel like this is a newer um, so I've thought this for a while, but I haven't really talked about it much. And I feel like maybe my earlier podcast episodes, I was a little bit misinformed about emotional eating, probably because I had worked so hard to not emotionally eat that I was attached to it that way. But that's my opinion on emotional eating. And please let me know if you think differently, message me on Instagram or something, or if you related to it, please, um, message me about that as well. Or you can give the podcast a rating and review and talk about it there. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for listening. I say this every now and again, but I really couldn't do what I'm doing today and live the life I'm living without you guys. Um, I get messages from you guys all the time on Instagram. I can't respond to every single one because I have to, you know, prioritize my clients and then my own mental health. But I see them. I read every single one. I just can't always respond. But thank you for reaching out. Please don't stop. And um, they mean the world to me especially the ones about you know what what the podcast has meant to you so thank you i see you guys out there listening and i appreciate your support so so much i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and never give up on yourself my friends